down to just a few players with a bomb down. Falsy finding three, four. Will we see the ace from Falsy this round? Collegiate Valorant Podcast Showstopper, presented by Corsair. I am your host, Gabriel Moncow, as always, and today joining me are three incredibly special guests, two of which are returning, so you will recognize their beautiful faces. Uh, to my right, first off, we have Dari, uh, B-team player, B-team carry, some might say, at times. Um, immortal player now, I think maybe the highest rank out of any of us in any of the teams, so definitely knows his way around, um, and was a previous guest, I think, two episodes ago, something like that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Next to him, we have Jason as well. I think you were on the same episode as Dari, right, Jason? I was. Yeah, so you guys will remember him from that episode too. Uh, 18 player, notoriously likes to play duelists, but pretends that he likes to play Sentinels instead. Um, and has <laughs> has dabbled in, in other things, like Omen here and there, I think. Um, and then next to him, we have a, a fresh face, Fubi, joining us. Uh, both A and B team player at different points in time um and now on the show for finally we've managed to get you on how are you how's everybody doing Dari, doing first great, go <laughs> i'm doing good how are you i'm doing good jason best day of your life yeah man just living it up <laughs> <laughs> i know we're approaching like uh, exam season and all that so i don't imagine everybody's too excited but thank you for taking the time to join us as well all of you especially fubi for the first time um and this one should be pretty fun because we have a bit of a different episode for everybody today most of these are pretty straightforward we uh we sit here we look at the patch notes and we go all right yeah that sucks that was pretty okay uh that 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 especially sucks um and then we move on and we talk about other things we talk about what the teams are up to but this is actually going to be probably our last episode of this semester um so you guys won't be hearing from us until next semester and even then we'll see what happens with the show then but due to that, I was thinking we might do something a bit different. And I was thinking we'd do essentially like a year in Valorant because a lot of us, we've come from these other games, you know, maybe like CS or even Overwatch, uh, which are sort of established at this point. Uh, you kind of know what to expect from them. I mean, CS has been around for like 15 years. A year in a new game like Valorant, a lot changes. Um, and not just in Valorant, but in a new Valorant program like there was here at BU. So I was thinking we'd sort of look through some of the big patch notes uh, over the past year that we've covered and see how well they have aged, like a fine wine or like milk. And I have a feeling a lot of them is gonna, are going to be like milk, uh, to be honest, because I'm just looking over at some of my notes and it's like, yeesh, I, for I forgot about that. Uh, that did not do what they thought it was going to do. Um, <laughs> and I guess we can start with the first one, which is one of the biggest ones of them all. Uh, the first actual patch note that we covered here came out in october 27th 2020 feels like a lifetime ago um and it was patch 1.11 and i can actually bring this up as we speak but basically this was the patch that introduced icebox and sky two of i'm sure uh, everyone's favorite features in uh valorant so mm -hmm. first and foremost let's just like go over what they actually thought was going to happen at the time like what was the hope and expectation with this patch um i'll just like say what i remember talking about and you guys can give your pitch but i think everybody was first of all first of all really relieved to have a new map because that was one of the big disappointments i think at the beginning of the game that the maps just weren't as good as everybody was hoping uh, especially given like volcano being on the map making team famously made cash in csgo so people were, were expecting more than they ended up getting so people were really hyped for icebox and people were like 
Okay, a character that can flash and heal. You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty interesting. And she's got like these ranged like kind of projectiles. And um, that went very downhill quickly. So uh, I guess as I bring up the patch here, what were your guys' thoughts uh, when the patch first came out and stuff like that? And where do you think it's gone from there? Mm. It's been a while. We're gonna have to reach deep here. I, feel I like thought Icebox would be. Uh, I, th I thought Icebox was gonna be a lot better as a new map, especially because they teased that it was the first map or whatever it was. I think it was like one of the first maps they worked on, and uh, it was really bad. So much so that they had to remake it shortly afterwards. And I guess in terms of Sky. I, I don't see anybody playing her very often, and if I do, it's on Haven. So she might be the only the only character that is less played than, like, Brimstone or something, in terms of flashes. I think you're probably right. Um, and as we sort of, like, look through these patch notes, I mean, I'll keep this brief so everybody else can give their thoughts, too, but, like, wow, looking back at this, like, the addition of Icebox oh. and Sky, like... And, oh, yeah, there's their combat yeah, changes, too. Econ. Yeah, yeah, I totally that forgot about that. Huge. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that for a bit, I guess, Dari? Um, I don't remember truly what they changed on Econ. I remember the meta used to hey, be kind of out. lose a round, and then you're actually able to buy. So it would be a gun round, pistol round, and a gun round second round for both teams, and then it would go Here into full go. guns or a bonus. Uh, basically, it punished you for saving without planting, right? And losing. What was it? um so i think this is pretty yeah. much just like it's sort of what we already had in cs which is like if you're on attack side and you survive um you don't get the credits mm -hmm. um, you don't get as much money because people were generating too much value i think yeah yeah meanwhile the defenders still do right yeah the defenders still um yeah, they still get it even if they save after the spike gets detonated. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sort of like what we have in CS. That was pretty big, too, I think. Um, for sure. For sure. So, what does everybody else think? Jason, uh, I, I know you're a huge fan of Icebox and Sky, right? Surely? Yeah. No, I mean, Sky is <laughs> just one of those characters that you add that no one ever actually plays, but just kind of exists. Kind of like Yoru. Like, who plays Yoru? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I actually... Oh, maybe? Okay. We'll I get to his wrong. addition soon, We'll too. get to him later, but okay, right okay, now, sorry, I believe he's it's the It's just most... like one of those, I think it's just ultimately one of those characters that are just kind of added to like, add to like the diversity of the pool comp, but doesn't actually add like, it's not, it's not essential, I would say. Um, and then Icebox, I don't know, when the map first came out, everyone hated it. It was horrendous, like actually horrendous. Um mm -hmm. And even yeah, with the remake, like even with the even when they like updated it, I mean, it was just, it was just it's just as horrendous. I mean, like no, like maybe maybe certain things were like a little bit like better, but like it wasn't really, you know. I I wouldn't. It's not. I'm not really a big fan of the maps. I mean, you just look at like split and bind and stuff like that, and it's like yeah. And then I think the one map Sounds I actually good. like, yeah, it's probably ascent, and then. Maybe bind. Then Haven. Haven's not bad as well. I don't mind it, but like, it's still kind of, yeah. So, I and from yeah, yeah. I'll just keep it there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your take, Fubi? Yeah, uh, I remember going well when I first heard about like the map. I think my first thought, that's like as as a CS player, I was thinking about um, I think it was Sub Zero or whatever his uh, yeah, like that was one of the Pones uh, latest map. map. Yep. Yeah. Because I know, yeah, I, I know the uh, they brought over some of the CS map makers. So I was definitely trying to think of um, 
uh, sort of the potential there. And like when it actually released, it was like, oh, there's all these like really wacky angles that, you know, all this movement, uh, uh, all these movement characters can like get up on and like take advantage of. So it's like, yeah, I don't know, it was kind of hard to, to uh, you know, sort of balance that, uh, you know, coming from CS, it's all like grounded and stuff. Whereas now it's like everything's in the air and, you know, flying at you. So for sure that's super true that's actually something like people might not realize but if if you don't play valorant that is what made icebox so different to play from all these other maps is the verticality on it was crazy and that's something we see people complain about in other similar games like cs as well with like nuke and vertigo Uh, there actually is now that i'm thinking about it a lot of parallels to when vertigo got added to the map pool in cs to when icebox got added here um, with that verticality sort of playing a bit of a factor but you're totally right fubi that in this game is different because we have those movement characters that can just get these crazy angles i mean I remember back then, right, like you could just, I mean, you can still do it by doing the little like rope thing, uh, but you could just like jump onto that box that everybody holds the long angle with the um, the op towards deep A main, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like the moment that people figured that out, like uh, one day into the map being out, every single match, like every single round, there was just someone holding that deep angle. Um, now at least there's like a somewhat of a skill curve having to make the jump with the rope, but it's still like pretty straightforward. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. And I think I think it's aged pretty poorly all things considered especially sky this update that is um icebox has gotten a bit better we see a lot of, of better teams playing it now uh, especially with some of the later updates to it but i don't think sky has played at all what do you guys think no yeah, i don't no. see sky played in the solo queue and i played a decent amount of solo queue yeah i don't, I don't typically uh, people opt for the phoenix and um Rain up before they go for Sky, yeah, or Breach. Or, well, in my case, most uh, most often Yoru at this point. And I guess okay, just... well, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll sorry, talk, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, we'll talk about that Yoru. Yoru will get to. Yeah, Yoru will get to, because that's, I think that's the big yeah. But I will <laughs> also just say as well, you brought up, like, alternative flashes, right? Because that is really what Sky is in competition with. Um, Fubi, you've played Breach quite a bit, right? Uh, what are your right, thoughts yeah. on that? Like, would you ever consider Sky as a viable flash alternative? Um. Well, for me, like, personally, I feel like sky isn't played as much just because um it's hard to you know selfishly use her utility with like breach or someone you can still like run straight at someone and like you know flash them that's why everyone thinks the uh the breach flashes are so like you know broken or whatever but like with with sky flashes it's like you have to like i don't know there's a little bit more like uh timing involved and like uh extra guidance that you need to do i mean you can shoot Mm -hmm. it in a straight line i guess and like just have it pop in the middle of the site but like for those tight corners or like into specific rooms is a little harder to master um that that kind of util that's definitely true yeah i don't think anybody really sees sky as as the same kind of flasher and i don't think she was intended to be uh, as the other characters in the game uh definitely a lot more of like that support i guess kind of flash than um necessarily something you can just flash yourself into right much um, like a like sova i think he, he, she, yeah. she's much yeah, more like supposed to be a sova replacement yeah yep that's true that's true and i mean we did see that for a little while right just before we move on to the next patch like uh, especially on like ascent we would see people opt for that uh sky on the b site instead of a sova and instead of reconning deep you just throw a flash over if she makes a, a noise that she flashed someone you know someone's there uh for a little while i think we saw that has that sort of fallen out of meta at this point i think her dog is a much worse utility than the sova drone I agree. So the drone can guarantee you vision. The dog can, you can just hide in a corner and if it doesn't clear it, you don't get free vision. And I think that's the reason that Sova is still picked over Sky, for sure. 
Definitely true. Definitely true. Now we'll move on to the uh, the next patch. Uh, we'll skip over 1.14 because it was the Icebox tweaks, which we have kind of covered. That came through mm -hmm. on January 12th. No, not not true at all. On December 8th. Um, so over a month after this, actually. Did we really have to play on a terrible Icebox for over a month? Oh, my God. The Dark Ages. Um but then, I don't think it was competitively viable for that, or it, it wasn't in the competitive rotation. Well, it says here enters competitive queue, so I don't mm. know. Maybe they just made Maybe. a terrible mistake. But thankfully, we're past those times, um, mm. and we will move on to the next big update, which is patch 2.0. No. Yes, 2.0 um, on January 12th, and this is Dari's favorite because it includes Why? the man, the myth, the beast, the addition of Yoru, um oh. as well as some crucial changes actually that we're still talking about not necessarily the repercussions of but how it could be furthered uh which was the nerf to omen and the sort of buff to brimstone uh, where they made brimstone's util a bit cheaper and a bit more useful i think they increased the range at which you can throw it and they made the omen smokes take way longer to travel and they increased the cost on his flash substantially so um, I believe. I believe that was all this update. I think they nerfed the classic too, but the classic still busted, so it almost changed nothing. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically, I think the goal of this update, in terms of the changes to Omen and Brimstone, was like, oh wait, literally everyone plays an Omen on every map on both sides. Uh, even in pro play at lower ranks, everyone was playing an Omen on their teams. We need to give the other smokes a shot. And the idea with Yoru, I guess, was the selfish flash character like the but also like more of a lurk role like essentially like a dedicated like like a lurk agent who was also like a, a self-sustained flasher um i guess think like phoenix but wacky um and yeah wacky he is and i think if i remember correctly at the time a lot of people were really convinced he was going to be absolutely busted um and it didn't really work out that way at the start and we've seen some changes to make him more viable since then so i'll let you take it dari since you yoru is your your favorite agent apparently <laughs> i mean it's well, not yoru but... yoru until and we're gonna get to this patch later this this point in time yoru is awful unplayable yeah his flash takes too long to pop his teleport has too big of a radius his footsteps are too obvious so i think at this point yoru's bad and i think that these adjustments to omen and brimstone um i don't know was brimstone nerfed in this they i'm pretty they sure they his... buffed him Does by he, decreasing yeah, the price got like the 18 18 second smokes or whatever oh, okay quick cast cost reduced oh yeah so this is this is actually i think the best the best balance change I've seen to both of the controller agents like Brimstone and Omen are at a good place in the game right now, I think. They're they serve their purpose and they have outplay potential. Like Brim is good on split and Omen's good on ascent. Like they have the maps that they're good at. So I think this is a good change for Omen and uh, Brimstone. But Yoru I think at this point's weak it's not until much later in the patch rollouts where we actually get a Yoru that's just crushing solo queue consistently, which is what I've been faced with lately. Yeah, and lately is a bit after this, as you've stated. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I guess the bigger question then is, since we'll get to Yoru later, we're saying, you know, everybody thought he was going to be busted. Turns out he was actually trash. Mm -hmm. uh, the question then is, do we think they succeeded with this patch in evening the gap between Omen and Brimstone? Because even if we look in, like, pro play, for example, which I know is different than, you know, casual play and solo queue. Mm -hmm. But in pro play, at the very least, which is what we have actual stats for, Omen is still picked way more than Brim, um, as far mm -hmm. as I can tell. So 
do we think that they sort of succeeded? Do we like where you, you said, uh, Dari, that you think they both serve their purposes? I tend to somewhat agree, but I definitely still think that Omen is is the more picked agent for a reason. So would mm -hmm. we like to see them further balance the, the smokes, or do we think they sort of accomplished that here? Well, I think the reason that Omen's more selected for competitive is because of his ability to play in a constructed way. For example, due to the fact that his Omen smokes regen every 35 seconds, you can plan out later pushes in the game based off of timings. Mm -hmm. So like you're able to, in a coordinated manner, take a site based on when the cooldowns of the Omen smokes come up. It gives you potential to fake sites, whereas Brimstone smokes don't really do that. Like Brimstone smokes are typically used for just an all-out execute. Right. Or maybe sometimes like post-plant. What it's very hard to oh sorry it's very hard to smoke a heaven on brimstone and have the whole team go seaside i think that's like yeah. a really good example of why omen's good yeah i agree i also i also think his flash if like if you put the flash in the right place at the right time it's so crucial to taking a site the only the only thing i will say about brim is that he has incredible post plan potential but i mean i mean i feel like at that point you're i don't know it, a lot of things just have to go your way if you're playing at post plan it's usually yeah. like 1v1 1v2 1v3 and you, and you just don't know what could go wrong with something like that um so yeah i think i think omen is just i, I don't i don't even know how or when this happened but in beta omen smokes were so bad and all of a sudden um, it just became so good, like when the game started, and then like mm -hmm. brim smoke start to fell off. I, I'm not sure. I, it makes sense if, for like every 35 seconds the regen mm -hmm. for Omen, but like even lurking in the smokes became bad for brim, which everyone was doing. Everybody was abusing that in beta, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think the other thing too is we're looking at all these patches, but those weren't th as you're saying. Like that definitely wasn't the only change that was happening in Valorant. There was also like continuous meta shifts just as people found new ways to play people. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that as they sort of changed how they play around smokes and stuff like that, got either more willing to sit in them or got more willing to push them and stuff like that. Um, we we did see that their roles in the game change a lot. I guess the other interesting thing just to point out while we're here as well is just for an agent that has what a lot of people think is one of the best alts in the game in brimstones um and for an agent who in my opinion and i have played omen far more than any other agent has one of the worst alts in the game in omens because i just think it's really circumstantial um yeah i sort of feel like it's kind of crazy then that we still see omen picked so much do you guys agree with that that the alts sort of go in brim's favor I think, I think yeah. an omen, an omen ult on like a unsuspecting team is really powerful. But okay, now yeah, I've I've yet to see kind of. I don't know. It's really difficult to use omens all to outplay. I feel like it, at a certain point, if you're playing like high rank, it's like I don't know. I think it's really good for like uh, mid round like sh sight shift. Mm -hmm. Um. Maybe you can get a plan play off play off of that, but um using it like aggressively or attacking, like it's kind of um in my opinion it's not like I think Brimsalt for sure is just way more useful for post plant than um Omen is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Zelda is personally mm-hmm. speaking. What do you think? I agree with that. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, the, the omens all can really be just counterplayed so easily. Like, if, you know, someone just hides around a corner, then they have no, like, idea uh, what they're running into. And then, um, I mean, I guess it could be used in, like, a, a recon standpoint as well. But it's, like, not as effective as, like, just say if you have, like, a, a like a Sova or whatever. It sort of feels uh, like a glorified recon, doesn't it? Right, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's, it's just such a gamble at that point, uh, whether you can actually, like, pull anything off with them. Um, with the uh, the uh, omen ult, but with the uh, brim ult, um, it, it's a lot more. It's not like completely guaranteed, but like you have a lot more chance of you know succeeding. Like if you if you want to get people off site, like zoning for zoning, you hmm. you don't like have to kill anybody. You can just you know if you if you want to use it for zoning, then you get your job done with the with the ult, and then combo it with a few uh, whatever like a sage slows or whatever. Then. Yeah, you you you've got a really effective ult right there. Yeah, I, I guess I guess the one thing to be said for omens is like if you need information here and now, you don't have time to wait for that dart to travel. Like seconds could change the round. I guess that's helpful. Um, and you, you, like you can do it anywhere. You know, you don't need to have like a, a lineup or anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely just think like it being like maybe once every like four rounds or something, five rounds is not as good as just a recon you can do like three times around. Uh, which serves somewhat the same purpose. And then Brimsalt, mm-hmm. on the other hand, you have spots like like U-Haul on, on Bind, where it's just like, oh, you're playing there? No, you're not. Bye. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I definitely think Brim's ult is one of the better ones in the game, and Omens is one of the worst ones, and yet Omens still pick quite a bit more. So, food for thought there. Mm-hmm. But I think with that, we can kind of wrap up and go into the next patch, which was mm-hmm. patch 2.01. Uh, eight days after this patch on January 20th, it dropped, and what it brought along with it was not that exciting, but has changed quite a few things, actually, um, in my opinion. it's it, There were minor changes, or I don't know if minor, but we saw the jet smoke timer decreased from, I think it was, what, like seven to four, three seconds or something? Four stupid? seconds or whatever, yeah. It's yeah. really bad now. Um, which definitely changed, I think, how people play her a little bit. Um, and we saw crucially the split changes, uh, making it more attack sided was their goal at the very least, mm-hmm. um, opening up tons of areas of the map. If you want to see us cover those, you know, you can find the other, uh, showstopper episodes when we do here, we'll just sort of talk about them. I remember back then split was like awful, which is why I think it was really, I mean, I don't know if awful, but everybody thought it was awful. Um, which I think is part of the problem. Why Icebox being quote unquote awful was was really bad because now mm. we have like two maps which are just basically permaband. Um and we've gotten to a point I think in the game where people still just permaband split an icebox, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But they're both a lot more playable. And I think it's kind of due to this patch for split making the attack side a lot more viable, opening up that B entrance, making the cipher cages less viable. So what do you guys think about that? Like how was split back then for you? Did you like playing it? Do you like playing it more now? And then we'll talk about chat. I think everybody kind of dislikes Split, so. People forget that Split was redone three times, which makes you consider how how seriously are the people at Riot, like, playtesting these maps, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was an Ultorb in mid at one point, dude. <laughs> like, in the bottom of mid was an Ultorb that, like, teams just fought over for no reason. It made no... That's like That's, like, something Call of Duty would make. Like, Ooh, oh my god, shade. I can't even. 
I can't even remember. It's supposed to be a tactical shooter, not a, like an arcade shooter, which is why the, the the original split made no sense. This split's okay. Is this the one where they made it so that Cypher is not just impossible to take beyond? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's a good change, because then now it's like maybe 50-50 instead of like, you go into split second half, like down 3-9, <laughs> and then one you site. just win There's the game. Site, yeah. yeah, literally. I think yeah. this is a good change. Um... Match history, they like that. They did this is more of like a quality of life patch than anything else. Yeah, that's Two what I mean. Like, it kind of flies under the radar. History. It kind of flies under mm -hmm. the radar because it's not like adding a new agent or anything like that. But I think this split change was one of the better ones that made it a bit more viable. And I think the jet change actually isn't talked about much, but jet, I think back then, um, used to be like something you saw in almost every team, in my opinion. It was definitely, in my opinion, like a top tier duelist. Now, you could, you could argue that she still is like oh the, she's one still of the a top tier duelist yeah um I, but i feel like the smoke change has definitely changed a little bit how people played her maybe not at high rank uh maybe not in like <laughs> setups where you have you know uh, like korean valorant where you've got the shock dart uh, or the the recon with the breach flash dash and fl setups but i think you would see quite a bit where i'm thinking like for example haven um b site you could theoretically take site with jet smoking both sides because if that lasts seven seconds that's kind of enough time to take sight and then you can i don't know hold your post plans if it lasts three seconds like you just can't uh like you, there's just no time for that so i think that definitely changed a little bit how people play her what do you guys think i personally don't think that really changed too too much and the only reason is because if you're playing like her smokes weren't really like anything in the first place like people didn't play jet for the smokes and <laughs> i think like the only i i think the the nerf or whatever like you know it was like it's just kind of whatever it just it make it forces them to use their smokes more wisely um before i think like even now even today i think like the way jets played is like if you're in a sticky situation you smoke yourself out and you get out yeah, in some, yeah. some mm -hmm. way i don't think it's really ever used to take sites it's ever used for anything like that right and so um and so I think like the the reduction of time for how long it lasts, it, it doesn't really affect anything. I mean, I think the only thing it really affects is like um, the player having to make a play within a shorter amount of time. I, but other than that, I really uh -huh. don't think like, yeah, like, I mean, I really don't think like it changed too, too much of like how she's played. I think like maybe there's a bit more stress on making a play, but like other than that, there's nothing I don't think. I wonder if that sort of pushes jet players then to use more of their other utility then because you can't just like put that smoke down and play around it since you have like less time you do have to put it down and dash out uh before it goes so maybe that's also a way of of nerfing her other util a bit because if that is how it's mostly used then you don't have as long to use your other util or to get out yeah i would say probably like the one factor that jet is just used for is is like you can abuse the like the movement mechanic like she can get the site so fast i mean same thing with raise as well like raise mm -hmm. you can abuse if you know how to satchel you can abuse her thing um but for jet in particular as well like getting out of a sticky situation like with no setup you just fucking dash and you know that that's pretty like um i think that's what she's primarily used for and not anything else so i guess like you I'd can nerf so. her other abilities but like yeah at that point, <laughs> I think Jet would fall for sure. Yeah. I don't think any of us really play Jet, uh, as far as I'm aware, so there might not be that much more we can tap into this. But uh, do we have any other thoughts on this patch note, or should we move on to the next one? Good patch. Nice Good that patch. you can finally see 
it's match history. I'd that say took so. Way too long. Yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. A lot of these things we're sort of looking back. It's like, oh yeah, we didn't have some of these things back then, did we? Yeah. Um, it was like an obvious feature you would put out yeah. at launch. But. The next one, um, kind of minor. We kind of don't have to talk about it much, but I'll bring it up anyway because mm -hmm. it was sort of a. Highly requested, I guess, thing, which was patch 2.02, bringing along okay. the uh, rifle movement accuracy changes, as well as the changes to queuing as a diamond, high diamond, and I think immortal player, they also did in this one. Um, okay. I'm going to say it. I don't like what? the guns in Valorant. I don't like the gunplay in Valorant. I don't think that this changed anything. I don't think... I mean, it might have helped a bit with like the actual movement and accuracy, but I still feel like I just get swung by like movement swung by characters that i shouldn't like i still feel like i get killed while people are flying or on ropes i mean the ropes i know are kind of intentional you have more accuracy than in other games but i don't like it what do you guys think i'll let fubi take this one away fubi go for it yeah sure no nah, um i remember liking the gunplay was really hard like from the start i know um like one of the biggest complaints i had was like the the recoil reset and then they fixed that and then now like with uh, rifle movement accuracy. Um, I didn't realize how bad it was until I saw the uh, the 10s video of him just yeah, running around. That really yeah. put it on the map, yeah. I think. Yeah. And so, like, I guess, um, I don't know, while while that was popular, like, everyone started doing it, I, was, I, I, I noticed it a bit more. But, like, even now, um, it's still, like, you know, you're close range. People are still going to do that. Mm -hmm. um, like, I mean, I, I know I've done that a few times as well. So, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, um, it's um yeah the change the rifle movement accuracy change i think was a good idea to try and make it a little more skill based um rather than you know just move around hold down left click and get a kill um but there there still can be some tuning done cuz i i definitely feel like um you know there's just some bs moments where um you know you're you're at the end of a strafe or whatever and you just uh click ahead so yeah like the one stray bullet flies off in one tap so yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah for sure so dumb. do you remember when they had this was a way earlier patch they reduced like they absolutely tanked walking accuracy and yeah. they made it so that you had to like be fully stopped i was literally so mauled when that happened because i finally hit i think it was like act one episode two i started in plat one and i just deranked from that movement change to like literally like I think gold one or something because I literally I was just like a shift walk Andy like I would just pre aim and shift walk out like okay and so just like player. shoot and then walk back in and then they like yeah they took that out and then I started crowd shooting and then that's bad so I stopped doing that but like I think they they've done a good job at making it so that you know the accuracy like yeah running gun still sucks but that's like primarily with the phantom and it's like if you're running into garage. There's not shotguns exist, you know what I mean? Like if you expect, like if someone yeah. does it enough, you just expect it from them. So like, yeah. I, don't I know. will say like I'm not really necessarily sorry, Jason, to cut you off, but I'm not saying necessarily that any of these patches are bad. Like on paper, a lot of these gun changes that they've made seem like a good idea, right? But then I go and I play the game, and it's like, ah, oh, cool, yeah, she's just flying. It's good. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like it doesn't, it's, it doesn't feel right to me still. Uh, what yeah. do you think, Jason? I don't know. I think like. I think one of the problems that they're they're gonna face is like players like us who may be like at the higher end of the skill cap, even though I'm a bit hesitant to say that. Although I would say that we are. 
Um, At least we play there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's just one of those things where, like, I mean, we're always going to complain because, like, I feel like Riot's trying to, like, market this to the largest group possible and mm -hmm. so at the lower ranks right like they're trying to make it viable even util usage is pretty easy although there are like high skill caps for certain for certain uh yeah. characters mm -hmm. um like it's just they're trying to cater to everyone and not everyone's very good at shooters and so it's kind of like how do you balance that out where where like the top players they can abuse the mechanic because they're so good at the game yeah, yeah. or uh, but then you need people who actually like who may need that kind of thing so i don't know it's just it's like it's just terrible yeah. all the way around because personally when i um if it's like second round i have a specter i don't i don't stop moving oh of course <laughs> i literally no, actually course, don't no. there's no point there's like, no point and that should not i don't think in my opinion that should be rewarded like that's well, just so, like that's not a terrible idea on paper because well i say cs like uh compared to cs there are guns in cs that are made for you to play like that i'm thinking like the mp9 the mac 10 uh those are the cheapest guns in the game the, the thing P90. is yeah the thing is yeah i mean well the p90 is a bit different um <laughs> but but with those with those guns like I almost feel like maybe it's because of like the scale of the map. Like maybe there's like more long range encounters in CS than there are here. There's less ways to like get out of combat in CS, but you don't find yourself like if you know you're going up against like Mac tens and like an eco buy. I feel like it's really hard for those Mac tens to close the gap that they need to win the fights against like the M4. It's a lot easier to play those long range angles with those rifles than I feel like it is here. I'm thinking like let's take Icebox for an example, right? If they like mm -hmm. throw smokes up onto A site how do you and they have like specters yeah. how do you keep fighting long range angles with your rifles against like a, yeah. a force buy you just can't you either give up the site and then you have to play a post plan against their close range angles or you have to like push smokes i i really don't know what you can do i almost yeah. feel like that's down to map design cs did a good job actually looking back at that that makes sense like yeah you could run and gun with a few guns in cs but the map layout and everything like do be thundering it yeah, yeah it's, I'm about to get those same thunder that you just had. Okay, yeah, and the window's open, so that's probably nice. not good. Yeah, but anyway, close um, that window. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so, but yeah, that's probably, um, yeah, it, like the thing was, it's, it's forever going to be an issue with Valorant because the maps are just way too close. Like, yeah, they're way pull too up references for this. Keep not talking. only are the maps way too close, but additionally, um, I, I literally the requirement the requirement for the lower level players you're saying right yeah yeah it's like just, offline it tv well. needs to be able to play this game so that yeah and also casual, also casual additionally players. like like gabe said like i have i've like you this game is is very special in the sense where like you may think you're going to be holding an angle but when an enemy <laughs> executes a site <laughs> you're not holding that angle like i really don't know what to tell you and so i think this game is special in the sense that it makes like depending on how how well it executes perform the defending team has you just have to like change like so quickly like it's just mm -hmm. you know yeah i'm oh, looking at old icebox here yeah i just want to quickly like compare this i mean yeah i know this isn't like the most up-to-date icebox um but i want to compare that to like for example overpass a site in cs um like you look at like Holy crap, dude. I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> uh, so, so I don't and know. It's A-Site, of... but it's also Spawn, isn't it? Isn't this it also is. This a place where characters yeah. spawn? Yeah, but if you can so pair, like... Can I make it so you can see my, my mouse so that I can, like, point at things? Hold on. 
Window what capture, is this like? Capture how crazy is it? Imagine if Valorant had a map where you spawn and then you're automatically defending the place you spawn in. Well, so yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it like kind of works. So like just to compare this, like this is the kind of fight you're taking in CS. You're taking a fight from like site, like here, to either deep long A, which is all the way over there, or all the way here. Maybe they can throw a smoke like this that we see, and then they walk through it, and now they're close. But even then, you can take a fight from, like, truck. That's a fight you're always going to win with a rifle over, like, a MAC-10. Then you compare yeah. that, like, any of these long-range fights here, dumpster, bank, like, they had to use three smokes to even get this close, and look at how far of a fight that is. You compare that to, like, Icebox, like, oh my god, there are so many close angles here. You throw a smoke, like, here, and one on the other side of, like, Jen, and now suddenly you're, like, at the site. And any of these angles, mm -hmm. the one long fight that I can see is maybe from like spawn all the way to like back site, but that's just like a smoke right there, and then it's gone. Like it would be like here, and you don't even need to fight that or a wall. Maybe. Enemy enemy teams aren't gonna peak that. Like yeah. or the attacking team, why would you peak that? Like, exactly. Kind of like yeah, I don't know. So so every one of these long angles I see, like maybe this one blocked off by a smoke, like never exists. It, it, when you're actually near the site, every angle is close, and so many sites in Valorant are like that. I feel like even in CS, they're not yeah so, well like look at look at this for example um i think this is one thing that cs has an advantage on over valorant i'm sure there's many advantages but like just looking at this map like you can hold you see the little box through the triple box in the middle and you see how the out of the showers you see the bathrooms or whatever you can play the right side of that and just hold yes. bathrooms that's the most common angle, if you, like, yeah if you switch to ascent right now ascent okay hold on Oh, no, 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 no. Icebox, sorry, Icebox. Icebox. Yeah, that other Icebox picture. Say you're playing back left here, and you're holding the longest angle possible, which is directly across. There's about four places with oh, no yeah. audio that they can peek you from, and you have to constantly be ready to flick to any of those places. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is like, angle isolation in Valorant is awful. Like, Incredibly you have to play. Hard. You have to play to be prepared to like adjust angles to like seven different places at once, and this is like. Not even considering the fact that the movement on some of the characters is so insane that they could just blast past those <laughs> yeah, angles and you have to adjust to them on the fly. So like tracking, you have to have like Overwatch tier tracking to play this game that's supposed to be like precise shooting like mechanics. Yeah. I don't know. And then you combine that with the fact that like there's so many little corners and stuff too that like it just becomes such a mess I feel like because you have to be able to flick to anything and they can like be in corners and... I don't know like yeah. it just looks so this just makes so much more sense to me it's like entrance there entrance there entrance here all of them are long angles and then on site there's like basically three angles truck um dumpster and bank and maybe like this headshot angle site but once you're like pushing long like this site this angle doesn't exist anymore so yeah. it's very straightforward it's like three angles here three angles here and then you fight in the middle it doesn't yeah. exist here it's like a quadrillion angles everywhere yeah. um yeah, so I agree. Maybe it's good, but I don't know, maybe it's bad. It's definitely just plays differently. Yeah. Yeah. Riot's um, in a unique position to create a game that's actually probably never been created before. Um, and so I think it's, it's yeah, they're probably getting a lot of complaints from both ends of the aisle of, like, people coming from, like, games like Overwatch and CS have never tried to combine these factors together, and now it is, and it's just, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. unique player, good players will adapt to it. I'm just not, you know. So <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I you know what I mean. Like I refuse to adapt to it. Like no, it's not happening. I will hey. play like CS. <laughs> yeah, or we just won't play. That's a, that's a solution too. Exactly. Um, then I guess one more thing before we hop off. Yeah, this of course. Is Diamond three solo duo, good change yeah. for sure. 
I agree. You I don't think want it's to made play it a bit more annoying. Stacks but... or five stacks. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's maybe something that Riot learned from how CS runs. For example, like Face It. Uh, Face It is mm -hmm. essentially a platform in CS where everybody, all the good players, basically play Face It. Nobody actually plays like the built-in matchmaking because it is kind of awful. Um, but one of biggest one of the biggest problems on Face It is you'll have like a level ten, which is the highest level you can get, and he queues with like three level threes, and then just hard carries and just grinds his elo up. Um, so I think maybe Riot looked at like, okay, even the platforms that are meant to fix the problems that Valve messed up in CS still have their own problems. How can we try to fix all of those? I think mm -hmm. that was kind of what this was targeted at, and I think it does a fairly good job of it. It is a little annoying because on the one hand, like, like yeah, to be fair, a lot of the people that we play with are at these ranks. The average player would not be. So we find mm -hmm. ourselves in situations where we need to get Smurfs or we need to like get alt accounts just to be able to, to even practice with our teams to a certain extent. Uh, which really sucks, but that's obviously not the general player's experience. Um, so I think overall, it's a pretty decent change. And I'm sure they're adding flex queue. Or it's in the works, you know, like League of Legends right. has flex queue where you can queue three to five, or you can, uh, they have Clash. I mean, Clash will never work in Valorant because people will smurf for it, but right. Clash and League of Legends is basically 5v5s. It's, it's tournaments run by Riot, and you get prizes for winning which is pretty cool. I think it would be something that's fun for casual players and uh, Valorant for sure, but yeah, I think Smurfs will overrun that and they don't have a solution for that yet, but I think it's overall, yeah. Maybe, we'll talk maybe about it when it comes out. later solution, exactly. Check out the later episodes in the future if that happens. Um, yes, so... Okay, let's keep going because we actually have a lot to talk about still and we're almost close to the okay. one hour mark already. Uh, does anybody have a hard out, by the way? I didn't ask that before, but I'm going to ask it now because I don't care. Okay. I think it's six thirty for me. Six thirty. Okay, that's fine. We'll wrap up by six thirty. Let's try to like finish all these patches then by like let's say six fifteen. So we have like or six ten maybe. So we have twenty minutes to talk about um, okay, our sure. team, our experiences in like our teams and the tryouts and stuff like that. Because I specifically okay. tried to find a lineup that is played on like where we have people from both A and B team and that came from multiple tryouts. Because um, that'll be cool to talk about as well. Anyway, so next we have a fairly meh um, patch which was two point oh three I think. Um, okay. this one changed the stinger, I believe it nerfed the stinger. Um, and it was the Reina. I won't call it nerf or buff. It's a rework, I guess. Uh, they also added escalation, but like, who cares? They changed the Marshall and the frenzy a little bit too. Frenzy, I think increasing in price from 400 to 500, if I remember correctly, but, and you know, reworks to like all these other agents. But I think the big one basically that everybody focused on was Reina and the stinger, uh, change. Reina in this one, um, changed her, yeah, changed her charges down from four to two which is kind of crazy, her maximum charges, um, but also made it so that if she tags an enemy but doesn't kill them, she can still heal or use her you know, charges on it uh, if it's killed within the next, next three seconds. Um, and then I guess it increases the price as well from 100 to 200, which is a little annoying, but not a big deal. What do we think about this? I think Reyna was like an incredibly annoying um, agent to go up against, especially if it was a really good agent, or a really good character playing her, a really good player, what am I saying? Um, <laughs> Because it just felt like so play. hopeless. Dude, everybody's just one thing. Character, agent, <laughs> player. Um, I'm used to CS where that is the case. Um, but it really does... I, I think it was really hard to play against a good Reyna before. Because it would just feel hopeless at times. Like, they would just swing and kill you and now they're back at full health. You can't even say, like, refrag because they can't. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think? Did this change anything? Ruby? I think that... Um, let's see. What I remember is that... Oh, what I thought this was changing... Oh. oh no. Oh no. The thunderstorm got to him. Oh, no way. Man. He actually got taken <laughs> no. He's gone. 
That is oh hilarious. Okay. okay. Um, but we'll see if he can reconnect later. But in the time being, no. Jason, thoughts? Um, this is the when they increase the price. God bless, because I think like pistol meta was like oh. the most. Oh, Fubi's back. Oh, yes. Back. yes. Okay. Pistol God bless. Meta. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. Oh, wait, you want to go from Fubi or you want to go from... I think so finish you what you're Fubi. saying, Jason, and then we'll go back to Fubi. Okay, so really quickly, I think this was the meta patch where uh, it was armor and frenzy, and I think, like, players... I, I think that was possible. You can get armor and a frenzy, and it, it mm-hmm. just continued to abuse the moving mechanic, so it was just, like... I remember, like, stop, I stopped playing the game for a bit, and I came back, and then um, I just... Whew, I'm dead. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Like, and then it's just like it's followed with four other like, 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 like players moving so fast. Like, okay, whatever. All right, under cool. <laughs> and so uh, I think that's it. I think for Reyna, it just makes her more of a support kind. Of, support, support, I guess, but it like reduces her frag potential, and then it also increases like there's something in it for her to like get an assist. I guess I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. I don't think it makes her more of a support character, but uh, I think like like was a slight nerf in my opinion. Yeah, 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 definitely reducing from four to two. Yeah, for sure. But like adding that like she can heal is just kind of like, okay, cool. It's just whatever. Yeah, it it really reduced her potential to like um, solo, like hard carry uh, a match. Because like every time, like I know one of the biggest frustrations for fighting Arena is that like, you know, you shoot her in the head. 140 and then oh yeah she's lit oh and then boom heal yeah um so, yeah reducing that number definitely helps with you know being able to trade a teammate um so it, it, i mean it's still possible you know to to uh for her to you know just pop off um but yeah it, it definitely uh it, it feels a little more fair just to go up against a uh, arena even you know they're like super high leveled or whatever i agree and I guess we'll just quickly talk about the other changes. And I'm going to scroll all the way back up so that Dari can tell us about his favorite agent. Uh, is this the one that made him viable, Dari? At this point, was uh, he just OP now? Uh, not visible, blah, blah, blah. No. This one was just hotfixes. People Basically. didn't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also this, that. I want to be contrarian and say the Reina, the Reina change was a buff, but. Okay, say it. The Reina change was an absolute buff. There's just okay. no way to look at it otherwise. Think about the post-plant of Reina. Okay, Reina's ult is now disgusting. People don't talk about this enough. Yeah. If you're jiggle peeking someone and your teammate kills them, you heal to full health even if you don't see the enemy. You yep. get the orb health just, just by being an ult. So it's like you can entry into a site, tag one, like, like what I'm thinking in my head right now is ascent a site, you blind in, you go to door, you like tag a dude, green box, whatever, your teammates flood behind you, they kill them, and you're an ult, you're just overhealing the whole time. Yep. It's, it's just so strong. I mean, the two orbs, like, if you're a bad Reyna player, they're a nerf. If you're a good Reyna player, you're still killing two people for free healing up to full, and then you're, it's 2v, what, a 2v, like 1v3, potentially. Yeah, I guess the way that I look at it is like the the charges charge reduction sort of nerfs most Reinas in most rounds, but only by a very tiny amount. Um, mm-hmm. But the um, the the sort of buff to like getting being able to heal off of the last three seconds. Yeah. Shot, um, that means that when you are in your ult, if you play as like a second in kind of role instead of an entry, where you're just letting somebody yeah. run in tag and then you sort of refrag or something like that, it is just like 
kind of absurd. Like, you can't just, like, wipe yeah. an entire team by just letting someone else run in first, and you just refrag and heal. They run in first, you refrag and heal. There's almost no multi-frag potential for the enemy team. Um, it's it's yeah. very hard. Yeah. But, yeah, that that being put aside, um, I think they just hotfixed Yoru in this patch. And um, Yoru is only strong really, really recently, so... Yeah. All right, well, let's keep going then, because we've got four more, I think, to get through. Uh, we're going to probably skip one of them because it's kind of boring. But up next, we do have patch uh, 2.04, which was the patch where, what does it say here? They added Astra, I think. Oh. They did. Yeah, and they changed some things to competitive matchmaking and the queuing and all that and those very annoying tactical voiceovers. Um, but Astra is the big deal here. Um, we did actually have an episode where we covered Astra. Check that out. And so we won't go too in-depth on who she actually is, but she definitely, I think... At the time of her being added, everybody was like, oh my gosh, she's going to change everything. She's like, now the smoke carried omen dead. Woo, the omen reign is over. Um, but it hasn't quite gone that way, uh, especially at lower ranks. Uh, we're still kind of waiting to see Astra become that primary smoker. I think at higher ranks in pro play, she's taken more of a foothold. Um, but I don't think she's become like the definite smoke character that everybody thought that she was going to be. Uh, what do you guys think? Jason, thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, like you said, like, she was super hyped. I was like, okay, like, she's better than Brim. She's better than whatever. I was like, it's gonna be dope. And then, um, she just was not used. Like, it's so weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's just not really, like, used too often. Although, I have faced against very annoying Astros that, like, have determined the course of whether or not you were going to win the round like actually yeah. um but that like like that i feel like that's very kind of like i think at this point like there are like certain meta characters and then there are characters that are kind of like not really used but if used by the proper person it's like unbeatable you know what i mean like they're they're just cracked so i think that kind of is this might be the same case with astra at the moment but i have not seen her at all like, i mean it's rare like you see her but then and then what and then so you might see astra cut like I, I might i think i might see astra a few times but then like whether or not she's effective like usually when if i'm playing against astra it's like i don't really run into too many problems so mm -hmm. yeah Ruby. Uh, yeah, with uh, with Astra. I don't know. Um, uh, I I think with the um, what was it? The I, I don't remember. Whatever the like most recent um like tournaments were. Yeah, uh, we've been seeing a lot of Astra. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna talk um, about that too. It's really interesting because like we see we see her there a lot, but like when it comes to regular just matchmaking, she's almost um, you know, non uh like not seen at all and that's i, I guess that's just because like i don't know people have run locked but they're still trying to figure it out because it's really hard to tell like for me like i know i'm trying to learn astro and stuff but like it's really hard to, to tell like how effective you're being uh just because like yeah. you can't really see that um that util unless it's like a smoke but like yeah you're, you're like usually in the back line just setting it all up rather than like you know um like with brim and stuff you, you're like right there in, in the front line like you're just, in the action Yep. After you you drop those smokes, you can just run in and uh, shoot someone. Whereas like with um, Aster, you have to be a lot more careful just because you're in that astral form and it takes a little more time to uh, throw all that stuff down. So For sure. um, 
yeah I, I, it'll take time for astra to uh like phase into the meta but i, I definitely think um she's gonna she's gonna be really uh present uh as one of the controllers in the game i agree i think i think she's not a pug character you're not gonna yeah. play her in solar queue because mm-hmm. like you need coordination with your team and like half the time my team loses like one round and then they're like typing all g all chat gg so like there's definitely not like the optimal positions for you to play astra i think i saw mm-hmm. you saw i don't know if you guys saw the reddit clip uh vision strikers how they use astra and they're they're the team that went like a hundred they won like 103 maps and only lost one map um and how they play astra and just like the way they balance it with like sova and jet it's just really strong they just use it as an alternate for breach and i think they're really good but i feel like riot when they designed this character they had a pro play in mind they i I mean to some extent yeah i think to some extent they wanted to see pro play be more exciting instead of just omen throws smoke and then they like use util on site like she can put stuff around the map make it a little bit more interesting it's like a more spectatable it gives something for casters to talk about during the pre-round setup, and I think that's valuable. Yep, and some of her more recent changes, which we'll get to in a second as well, have made her a bit better. Uh, I think the latest update, actually, uh, which we haven't covered in a previous episode, we'll talk about very briefly here, uh, did change that. Um, but I, I think we should keep going, because we do have a couple more updates to get through. Um, so when it comes to the next one think we will just skip that because patch 2.05 basically just changed some competitive penalties and some things like that uh, i mean i'll show it briefly here but it was basically just like penalties for chat based offenses and com restricted players stuff like that i think we can all agree these are pretty much good changes yeah um, good changes for sure yeah but definitely not uh not game changing 2.06 however did change some things um first and foremost the death of my beloved bucky um, and I say death, it's still actually pretty good, all things considered, uh, in my opinion. Like, especially it's for a $900 decent. gun. Um, yeah. But it used to be absurd. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And we talked about this recently, so we don't have to go too in-depth into it. I mean, this was the late- latest episode. Um, this, as well as, I believe, the Viper changes, right? And the Yoru changes that you were waiting for. Um, yes, finally. So I guess, yeah, without getting too in-depth into it, I think we should focus more on the Yoru changes than everything else because we did just cover all of these changes, and they are sort of recent, so we've yet to see the real impact of most of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we all just kind of agree that the, the Bucky change probably had to happen? Does anybody disagree yeah. with that? It was an Good absurd change. $900 gun. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so then when it comes to Viper... We'll just quickly look over them. They changed quite a bit. They hinted, actually, if we go all the way back, I think it was, was it this patch? Uh, where they said, like, Viper is also on our radar of, of characters to change. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. go all the way back that. in 2.0, uh, which was, I can tell you when this was, January 12th. Uh, back in January, they said that uh, she's underperforming and they're looking at changes for her in the new mm-hmm. year. Um, well, those changes finally came. And what they were was actually kind of destructive, kind of pretty good, um, which is that her decay is just a lot more effective now, especially with her smoke. Uh, you walk into it, you take immediately like 50 decay damage or something like that. Um, you can, she can pick up her smoke cloud, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, that's very strong. And some other changes here and there, like timing things, uh, the decay timer and stuff like that. But overall, like, like very good, I'd say. Like mm-hmm. she's definitely 
more competitive now and i still think it's the kind of character where inherently because of the way that the util works we're not going to see her as much as omen because or brim because they are just kind of point and click characters uh viper takes a bit more thought you need lineups you need to know how to use her so we're not going to see yeah. her in lower level play as much but in higher level play i think i think a good viper is now better than a good omen or a good brim typically like okay. by a substantial margin i'd say yeah that makes sense do you guys sort of agree fubi what are your thoughts um yeah no um i think yeah the, the uh vi I, I don't know if it's too strong like with the instant 50 that gets knocked off but i think it's it's very like she's very effective now like people are gonna really think twice about like moving through um those like snake bites or or uh the walls and so um yeah i think it's really helped to this update really helped to solidify like her position as like a as a controller like in controlling where you know people are going to move and that kind of stuff um yeah yeah it really encourages I, I think the only thing i don't like is how much it encourages um the use of like just like those silly uh you know snake bite uh lineups yeah like since they're yeah, a lot more like that's true yeah that's yeah. for sure Okay, then let's just jump as well into the Yoru changes, and I'll just let Dari take the lead here, uh, because is this the one, then, that made your boy yeah, the best player too, in the world? Too strong, man, too strong. These, you don't understand. There more look, here? Oh, there were. Look at the flash, scroll up a little bit. Look yeah, at the flash activation time. 0.6 seconds. <laughs> that is really This good. is literally <laughs> impossible to look away from. I've had, I've played two Soloku games today, or three Soloku games today, Two of which, there was a Yoru in, in, a, in the game top fragging, simply because they made the radius of the teleport smaller, and he could just throw it in a place where no one could hear it or see it. And then he would flash an insta-TP, and with the timing now, you're, blind for, you're blinded for longer, so you don't see where he teleports, and then he can just insta-kill you because he's... I mean, he has the flash advantage, and he wow, can also throw a flash. Absurd. So yeah, with this, it's so, okay, so with this being almost halved, like the gate crash, um, yeah. which is the teleport like range, he can just throw it without it being seen. Then he can yeah. flash, and you can't dodge it because you, the activation time is it's decreased. Too, it's faster than breach like, flash, <laughs> and then you're also blind forever. Um, yeah, it's faster than crazy. breach flash. What's and the breach flash duration? Does anybody know? I think it's like point like I think, think. Yeah. Point two. Or I meant not the activation time, like the flash duration itself. Yeah, the duration is close oh. to like something like two. Oh, too close to two. Yeah. Okay, okay. But it's, yeah, okay. You so can, not quite you there can look yet. away from it because you have the. It's like this. You see it and then it pops. This yeah. one is like. And he also needs to be close, kind of ish, to throw it. Like, uh, yeah. He's not your. You can just like lob it across the map like you're playing basketball. Yeah, um, and I think his alt is much better now. It's in a way better place because you can. You want it. Your natural instinct from previous patches is to chase the Yoru because he used to be not able to teleport in yeah. his ult. And now he can teleport in his ult, so you'll chase him to an unfavorable position. And then the Ooh. enemy will just refrag you. Yeah, you can bait people into chasing you. That's pretty good. Yeah. Which okay. is what's happened several times earlier today. So, like, really good, really smart players will abuse this. And I think it will get nerfed or tuned a little bit in the next upcoming patches but like he used to feel like not a duelist before yeah. this and i feel like now he's definitely way stronger as a duelist so do you think that like yori is sort of the stock to invest in right now like people don't actually know how good he is yeah yet? people don't understand yoru man it's like yoru on ascent dude 
He sends the thing hell through A main, and even if there's like four people on site, he double flash TPs. You're blinded for four seconds or three seconds or whatever. Yeah, it's these over. people aren't aren't woke enough. Dari here, <laughs> yeah. bro. Dari here has the I'm inside telling you scoop. The big brain Dari is you Stop do that like two rounds. Sleeping. Dude, you do no. that two rounds in a row, Dari, and then you do it again, but instead of TPing, you just run at them, and they're all staring at hell now. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it Mind makes sense. It's all yeah, it makes sense. I I don't think it like I still think like yeah, yours rarely played because mm -hmm. maybe they're just unaware of the patch notes. But um, yeah, yeah, I rarely see your in upper in upper. Queue. I think people sleep on this because they're like, wow, Viper good now. I'll play Viper. Yeah, yeah. Well, Viper, yeah, Viper is just. I knew Viper was going to be good. She just had to be nerfed because like her util used properly insane, mm -hmm. but it just wasn't enough. And um, now, like there are many times where I recall just being Vipered, uh, like they're set up for an attack and I just mm -hmm. I can't peek any angle without being punished. This is like a, they made Viper noob friendly and then they yeah. realize how bad yeah. it is eventually. Yeah. I will just say like two quick things though before we go off from this. You guys bring up great points. The first just being that like I feel like there are some similarities between Yoru and Viper in as much as both of them compared to the other characters in their sort of utility range, like the smoke support characters or like the duelists. Uh, these are like the the big brain characters, the ones who you need to know the lineups, you need to know how to play them. They're not just point and click uh, or like Reyna where you run around and heal. Uh, so that definitely is going to attract more of like the pro play rather than it is like the, the casual play or the matchmaking play. Um, so that's always going to be the case, I think, for these two characters. Another thing, too, is a quick parallel just to a situation we had in CS for a while, which was where like the AUG was really good for many, many years and nobody ever used it. Um, until what Valve did was they just decreased the price of the AUG by like, I don't know, like $600 or whatever. And they didn't buff the gun at all. They just decreased the price. And then everyone was using it. We would see like five AUG setups on CT side all the time. And then they raised the price to exactly where it was before. And people kept using it because now they knew that the AUG was good. So they like established the meta and then they just reverted their change. And the actual like cultural meta had changed um, because people realized the AUG is, is actually good. And people still use it to this day, just not as much as, you know, right after that, uh, that wave, but definitely way more than before. So that's almost kind of a situation that we might end up seeing um, maybe with with i don't know either yoru or viper or something like that where like the character is good now people just don't know it yet um so who knows maybe he'll be he'll be buffed again because no one is using him um and then everyone will be using him and then he'll just get nerfed back to this and he'll be like you know he'll be good but people won't, won't know it as much Hopefully, anyway, hopefully yes, somewhere. let's go on to our last patch note that we have, which we haven't covered on here before. We are kind of at the 6-10 minute mark, so let's just try to quickly run through this, um, which was the latest 2.07 patch note on April 13th. This one didn't have that many interesting things, I don't think. It was basically just some changes to Astra and Rays. Um, the big thing, I think, being that Astra's utility can now pull diffusing players off of the oh, spike. Yeah. Uh, and they stopped diffusing. I haven't seen how this actually plays because I haven't been playing very much Valorant since this patch came out, but it seems to me like if you manage to take a site cleanly with an Astra on your team who still has most of her abilities, most of her util up, can she just like know exactly where to place the thing and they can't break it and she can just easily delay like, I don't know, 10 seconds off the spike like that? Or can they get it to half before they get pulled? Like, hey, it seems kind of was... gimmicky. This was a... Uh... This was a bug, and they were like, oh, actually, it's not a bug, it's a feature. And then they were like, you can actually do this now. Because they took it out initially. They were yeah. like, this is too busted. Except no one actually knows. Look, 
the likelihood of Astra having two stars to double delay plant is like so low. And it's like, you have to place it correctly. You have to know the, the amount of game sense you have to have to know when they fake and when they're actually sticking it to make the utility efficient is as Astra, like I can't even begin to think of a scenario where that actually plays out in your favor. And that's, and that's if people played Astra in solo queue and no one's going to play her in solo queue. So it's like, it's a good change that will not be seen or used by anybody. I think the raise change is much better. It's much more valuable to like people in solo. And that's like the, that's like the focal point that you should focus on or not you, but like a player should focus on in this patch, because as far as I'm concerned, I've seen maybe two good Astras that I've played with on my team. And, and the only time I've seen a good Astra on the enemy team was in constructed like scrims. I guess I'm just thinking like, you're definitely right there, but what if there's some sort of crazy situation where you get an opening frag on a site and you manage to just steamroll that site before any of your utility is up? Like, mm -hmm. at that point, you don't need to throw utility to take the site. If you do find yourself in a situation where you have, like, four Astra stars in a post plant and she just throws all mm -hmm. of them next to the bomb and runs into their spawn, like, what do you do against that? Is there a counter to that? Is there anything oh. you can do on the defense well, side? There's like, still the cooldown. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about the cooldown. Okay, so I guess that's true. You need to, you need to sort of time it, but it does feel like there's a lot of busted stuff you can do with that. And I'm pretty sure it's like a 14 second cooldown in between. That is true, but I feel like... So by the time that that thing is gone, it's now what? Like, there's 10 seconds before you can throw it again. So you have you have your Astra and your Sova both chilling in your spawn. Uh, and then she pulls them off the spike, and then he's shock darting, so that as soon as her thing is gone, the shock darts land. And then she throws it again. Now 30 seconds are gone off the... I don't know. I feel like there's some crazy stuff you can do with this if you were coordinated. You're definitely right. You're not going to see it in solo play as much. Um, but I could see it having some impactful rounds here and there that whenever it does happen, let's put it that way, everybody's going to look and be like, okay, I hate Astra Astra's bust to take her out of the game. Um, I guess yeah, it depends so. how you're playing the site because yeah. like if you're having three on site, your hold's not going to be that good, just honestly. So maybe if like the whole team plays for post plant, it's possible. Mm -hmm. But um, definitely needs yeah, to be no. premeditated. Having more than like one player play post plant when... Um, when, they have, when, when you're trying to have site control, when you're trying to have, yeah, yeah exactly. When you're trying to prevent retake, like that's just not going to happen, I don't think. Yeah, um, I guess I'm just thinking of a scenario where you do just have like a Viper with lineups, a Sova with lineups, and an Astro with stars. It's, it's like, that like, sounds absurd. Like, look, look, it's happened before. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, uh, B Ascent, I think there were many times where Viper, like, there's a very killer lineup for Viper for attacking. Mm -hmm. And, um, on B site, everyone would just play post plant. Uh, you you could hide like like behind the yellow crate. You could hide like all the way in in, in B main. And Are you so... thinking B icebox? Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. B okay. and icebox behind but the yellow crate. Ascent. Like yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you put Viper's wall up, and yeah. then it's just post plant from there. Like you don't have to hold site. That's like, what I mean. Like if you have site. an Astra and a Viper, you could feasibly take B icebox without using Astra util. And then just have Astra Util for post. It's true. And Viper Util for post. Now you're going to have a Sova, obviously, because it's Icebox. Now you have Icebox. Now you have Sova Util for post. Throw in yeah. what else? You want some Raise Nades? Throw in a Raise Nade in there. Oh, well, you. But I, okay. Yeah, but I guess what the main point there is, is like how, how, like, how often that would be. And that's like very rare. Like, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen too often. Like, the map's going to have to be perfect. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not. Like, those scenarios that happen are going to be like, big brain like big like big plays like they're not yeah. going to be like an everyday in occurrence for sure
Okay, well, we're kind of running over our time to talk about all this stuff. So let me go back. This has been way longer in terms of staying on the content screen than we've ever done before on Showstopper. Let's go back and talk about things that no longer need to be shown because they are in our brains and thus we are the only ones that can discuss them which right. is our experiences on these teams which definitely has been a big part of the past year at least for us and for showstopper and for most of the people that watch this show so i guess my question is like just looking back since we only really have like 15 minutes to discuss this let's start with the first first tryout um i don't i think pretty much everybody here except for dari came from the first tryout um this was way back in october um i was just a wee lad joining the bu gaming club uh quantum was starting up his first valorant team also a wee lad of course and i just remember i mean all i remember from that first tryout was just jason you were nuts bro and like it was you and i feel like there was some other guy that was nuts too but he ended up not being a bu player so he couldn't be on the team uh, I, I I vaguely remember his name. It started with like an F or something. Yeah, was not good. Yeah, no. Um, That's true. I brought I brought in a few dudes from uh from Wentworth to play. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, that, that that was um, I think it was I don't know I don't remember what his username was Sick at that fan, point. But... maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, Sick fan. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, but um, that was that was yeah. crazy. I just remember like Jason, you went off. Is that what happened? I don't recall any at this point, but I think you were just really good. And the only reason I ended up being on the team was because I played like I, I remember we played like three different map. We played three maps, um, three matches, I guess. Um, and there were like two lobbies, right? Because we had that many people, we had like enough for two full lobbies. Um, and one of them was sort of like the better one with I guess higher ranked players, and one of them was sort of like the somewhat lower ranked players. I sort of I think I only played in the higher ranked one. Some people sort of fluctuated between them. I just remember I played against you, I think, for three matches, and you. Just just destroyed me all three matches except for the last one jason where i picked um a duelist and i just ran up every single round like oh, smashing w and it was and i got like 25 kills and that's the only reason i'm on the team um so do you remember that yeah i do remember that i also do remember that guy i that 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 your he friend was a cypher player, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your he was friend, a cypher yeah, player. Really i think we had falsia on our team as well oh like, yeah falsia was busted too yeah falsia was also yeah. like he yeah no yeah, falsia was definitely really good as well i remember there was some memorable players and stuff but um yeah at that point he's just kind of like just getting kills and fragging it's not really about the teamwork so i mm -hmm. guess yeah in that sense it was just like you know whatever um i oh yeah yeah, that was chat. Yeah. yeah. So I think so. I mean, the three of us ended up on the A team off of that. Um, Fubi, Jason, and I, and we were followed up by Eeb, um, in game name Stain, and who was our fifth? Oh my God, how am I forgetting our fifth? Falsia, obviously. Uh, yeah, Brian, Falsia. Um, and I mean, we played like those were like the beginning of the the both the best times and the dark ages um where we would play at the beginning we really tried to be like a tactical team and like do these setups and yeah we had like meetings for like dude, making I, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those were the times and then we just sort of realized wait we can't kill anyone uh it's just falsia and occasionally jason um so it just sort of didn't really work out the whole like strategic thing and we just sort of started drifting into other lineups and then suddenly uh, we found ourselves find ourselves at the second tryout which would have been what like maybe two months after that uh do you remember when it was dari i think it was like late november oh so maybe. not even yeah so like a yeah, month maybe a month and a half after yeah. that um, and from that, we got some other high-tier players. I mean, there was Daniil, there was Optimum, Dari, and uh, BFK, uh, Bobber. So can you tell us like what it was like playing in that then, Dari? Uh, it was a lot of just Daniil. Like, the tryouts were just like, whoever had Daniil um, <laughs> would be like, 
just like winning and then we had uh we had a good one where actually jason went off yeah i remember jason was the goat in one of them i think it was three matches we played and uh that was the one i remember but it was fun it was like too amped for me because it was like my first time trying to play on it on a team and my rank was like pretty crap i think it was like plat two at the time um no disrespect to anyone who's flat too but like that is what it is basically said it i mean everyone listen um, we, all, we can all agree that there are some cracked people in like lower ranks too so like that even though we don't want to be at those ranks we can agree that mm -hmm. like ranks aren't necessarily indicative of skill in a game like this yeah, no, they're not especially Valorant rank. No, dude, like it's rough. <laughs> Seen no. some. Speaking of which, by the way, missile um came missile. I mean, you guys can speak a bit about that, maybe Daria, because you've been on the B team um for longer. Mm -hmm. But missile is still like fairly low ranked, but absolutely cracked, right? And he's been the carry. Yeah. He came from the first trial, right? I think, I think. so, because he was there before you, but Daria, I, right? But I don't think he opt. I don't think he was opt. Oh. Yeah, because I don't remember if we ever actually played the B team, Jason, before the second tryout. Um, so I don't remember playing as Missile back then, or how the B team no. played. No, we didn't. We didn't yeah. play, against, play against them. But anyway, so the lineup sort of changes. Those four players come on board. Things start shifting around, um, and we compete in these three leagues. So let's just give like a quick rundown um, of what mm -hmm. we thought competing in these leagues. The Both teams played in CSL. Um, neither mm -hmm. did particularly well, but the B team made playoffs. Mm -hmm. We barely did not, coming out in fourth in our Northeast Conference. Um, there was also... Then the both teams played in a secondary league of sorts. Uh, the B team played in CEA. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. the A team played in NACCS, the Face It League. Um, and mm -hmm. then at the very end, both of us competed in the Red Bull Campus Clutch. So let's just quickly run mm -hmm. through like the main leagues, CSL, CEA, um, NACCS. Dari first. Thoughts on them. Go. CSL, we got skamazed. Scheduling issue. We don't play second match winners bracket. We're relegated to losers bracket. We lose by like two rounds in the second and like quarters of losers. Cringe. That's fine. CEA, we're top four of the top eight of whatever. We're supposed to make playoffs. Last second, CEA changes the rule. Oh, sorry, our bracket's scuffed. We're actually going to do it by round differential. We don't make playoffs. So I don't want to hear anything. Tournament organizers suck. And that's the only excuse that I have for B-team's performance because we were actually pretty goaded all yeah. throughout. For sure. All throughout the season. Your thoughts, Jason? Um, I don't really like remember like lineups for sure, but all I do remember is that like in the beginning before DNL, just it was just bad. Um, and then the the era of DNL came upon us, and then we actually, I think we did pretty good. It was good. bad, but in um, a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bad in a different way. Like, like it's not, it's not, yeah. And now, yeah, and then it just became like, yeah. Um, I don't know. We're like clearing corners with people like i'm so confused we got utility and four yeah oh, setups. oh oh trade me trade me trade me <laughs> we we got utility bro we can we can clear the corner just Cap, give me a we spec. don't have like, utility when there's four duelists yeah Cap. So, so that's that's it that became like big meta for a very long time yeah trade me trade me. why aren't you there trade me it just it was ridiculous and then um yeah no i think we did pretty good i think 
we were just all inconsistent as players generally i think if we were more consistent and we stayed at our peaks oh man i think we could have even i think we could have gone far um but we just weren't so skill deaf i guess honestly that's what it came down to a lot of And I actually want to ask you something slightly different, Fubi. I would have given you time to answer this properly, but we're kind of running out of time. So what I wanted to say to you is um, you kind of got to see both ends of the aisle um, because you played on the A team for a bit, you played on the B team for a bit. uh, You sort of subbed for both. Um, It's kind of different because I don't think you got to play with the Daniil Optimum lineup um, with us on the A team. Uh, not very much, at least. Um, yeah, I got a few games in. Yeah, yeah, not as much as 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 before, but sort of. I guess just instead of talking about the, like the league, since we sort of covered them, what were your thoughts like playing on both teams? Like, what was the difference for you? Did you like role wise or IGL wise, communication wise? What what did you think of both those experiences? Since you've seen both uh, uh, both sides. Yeah, um, I think like both teams were really good, but like the. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it just came down to um, like fundamental, like like skill, like aim, um, like mechanical skill, rather than mm-hmm. like because comms and IG, like IGL was like I think both teams were fine, but um, yeah, I think when it was just like the beginning of the year though, like when when I like was hopping onto a team, I, I think it was just like a little too early when it came to like you know deciding where I would be. So like, because then like a few months later, I would be cycled out by um Daniel and Optimum, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was for the better, like, it was definitely for the better, though, that, uh, like, A-team got their, um, uh, like, stronger players. Um, um, but, yeah, B-team still has, like, I mean, I've only, like, played for, I think it was only, like, Campus Clutch that I got to play with the B-team, but I I think, like, moving forward, I think both teams are going to be really strong. For sure. For sure. And I guess for the last five minutes, let's end off with that. Um, our most recent tournament and debatably the most impactful. Uh, I, If I remember, I'll put a link like, I don't know, up up, up there somewhere, uh, up there somewhere or down below somewhere to the video of the Campus Clutch. It's on the VU Gaming channel. So if you're watching the VOD later, uh, you can just click down there and see it um, on YouTube. But basically the Red Bull Campus Clutch was sort of a, a worldwide um, competition that we were all uh, participating in. And it started with a regional tournament here at BU. So we got to host a tournament just for BU teams. Uh, six teams were there. Um, and the most important thing was we got to play on LAN to a certain extent uh, at the Balance Patch Arena. And that was really, really fun for me. So I guess let's just also go around one more time and both give me your thoughts on Campus Clutch and then give me like your summary of like the year and this experience in the in the gaming club. Dari first. Okay. Um, Campus Clutch, really fun. Really good competition from surprising parts of B that I didn't expect. Um, much love to the B team. The the boys. It's been a real grind this uh, season. There was not. There was surprisingly a low amount of tilt. There was a few days where I was very tilted with the with the way we played. But I think that through the whole year, there was a lot of crazy pop offs in games where we weren't supposed to win. Like our first matchup against Hofstra, I think, was heavily favored against them in CEA, and we we ended up be- beating them both maps. So that was fun. I think I think B team has got a lot of good players. A lot of um, undiscovered talent, if you will, and um, and in terms of just the club being a lot of fun, I think it's my first time like playing very competitively in a video game like Counter or like Counter Strike, like Valorant, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
Jason? Yeah, Come on, it was um, fun. Don't lie. You're yeah, camping. no, it was fun. Okay, okay, Campus Clutch, really fun, really nice, you know. Uh, meeting all the players in person, dope. Really dope. Um, I will say, though, uh, like, you know, it was fun, don't get me wrong, but, like, it was just one of those things in which... Um, I feel like the stars in line. We just how we definitely had the key players. Just we just were never on like we were never aiming good in certain days. And then I think personally, we took our losses very bad. Poor we we took it very poorly. Like when we took a loss, it was just terrible. I, I don't know. Like I think it definitely affected team morale. And um, yeah, personally, right now, I'm kind of burned out with the game. So I'm uh, I'm just kind of chilling, but um, it the whole uh, like the gaming experience was for sure fun. It, it felt nice to be a part of something, but then um, um, on the other end, uh, when you're just playing that many games and just getting destroyed that many games, it, it definitely wears you down, right? For mm-hmm. sure, like mm-hmm. uh, and it's not even like as a team; it's just as an individual player. Like, man, it gets tiring after a while. Like, you know what I mean? I can't go on an eight losing streak. I'm like certain people I know, but you know, it's just, it, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's still a fun game. It's a great game. So, but yeah, that's just personally my two cents. All right, Fubi, your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed a uh, campus clutch cause that was like the first time, well, like the culmination of like my first time, you know, playing a, like a really competitive, uh, like, like video game, I guess. Um, but also just like LAN as well. And so that was really um, exciting. And uh, for uh, Campus Clutch, like, honestly, I-, I was in a similar position as Jason where, like, I was starting to feel burnt out from, uh, like, Valorant just, like, because of, um, uh, like, performance-wise, I wasn't doing the best. But, like, after um, after Campus Clutch, like, I really, I don't know, I even though, like, I still wasn't, you know, doing, like, you know, the absolute best or where I wanted to be, um, uh, I, I kind of just like it kind of I don't know for me it re-sparked um this like passion to to um you know get at least a little better um and so th- th- that's sort of like the whole takeaway that I've had from the whole year just like uh of how much like I want to like um to improve at the game um and like hopefully maybe come back later but you know if the future holds whatever it holds so mm-hmm for sure. For sure. And we have hit the uh, 6.30 mark. I know people have to go, but I want to get one final thing because we couldn't finish this episode looking back without it, which is any shout outs and more importantly, like hopes or expectations for the next year so that we can do this again next year and look back and see how wrong we were. Uh, so Dari, quickly go. Uh, shout out to, I guess, anyone who's ever hopped in the chat during any of the B team games and has either hyped this up the B team is a mega fan crowd. Like you guys yeah. are loved. Has either hyped this up or you know left a nice comment. You guys are the best. Shout Pystrom's out to friends too. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Pystrom. Shout out to Missile. Shout out to Donut. Shout out to. Oh my god, I'm missing someone. Of course, it's BFK Bobber. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. Shout out to Optimum for hopping our scrims. Fubi for hopping in Campus Clutch. Jason for being on this on this uh, show with me right now uh gabriel for hosting the show it's a lot of shout outs those are my those are my shout, shout outs. out to this water i'm drinking <laughs> uh, 
I will also just say, shout out to Quantum, because, like, he's done a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Quantum, uh, Joe Kwan, president of the gaming club, scheduling scrims for us, stuff that, like, I mean, he's president. He's doing lots of other stuff, but he still took the time to build this program up. So if you're watching this, Joe, we appreciate you. Uh, Definitely wouldn't have been the same without him. Uh, Jason, go ahead, quickly. Yeah, I mean, well, shout out to you. I mean, you did a lot of stuff in terms of production value as well, and IGLing on the team is very good. So shout out to that. Thank you. Shout out to, like, Optimum. And Brian really trying to uh, pick up like a more uh, diverse role at the end of the. They were just playing characters that the team needed. So shout out. And then shout out to Daniel for like carrying. I know like it's like four nuts in his back and just like lugging the team. We need on. to buy so him some or something. Good stuff. And and shout out to like future players. Shout out to the B team as well. Shout out to like, I don't yes. know, everyone. But, you know, shout out to future players. Hopefully we get really good. I'm. I don't know if I'll actually be playing next semester, but hopefully we get some. We get some new, like some real talent in. Um, not saying that we don't already have some talent, but like get some killer, like mm-hmm. killer players in uh, to switch up and maybe, yeah, hopefully for next semester. Fubi, agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. 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 Uh, shout out to Quan for you know just being a really good organizer. Uh, you Gabe for you know just putting so much time and effort into um, you know the team. Uh, in a in a, in a game sense and also in like a in a like the showstopper podcast um yeah shout out to the a team for just being really good and like you know not yelling at me whenever uh you know something went wrong but um uh yeah and b team for you know just letting me uh chill uh when uh, campus clutch came around mm-hmm. For sure. And I will say, like, the, to wrap everything up, if there's one thing that I can leave you as, like, my thoughts on all of this, because uh, I know I don't get to give them as much because I'm hosting, but which it is just that, like, if you have any interest in anything that we've said at all today, at least go to tryouts or message us. I'm sure any of us are willing to sit down with you and, like, talk about it and stuff like that. Because for me, at the very least, like, I love this stuff. I love competing. I love playing in a team. Um, so if you have any interest in that at all, be there next semester when we do tryouts because there will be tryouts and everything that we've talked about it's going to come back twice fold there's going to be more leagues there's going to be more more action there's going to probably be more lands and i can't speak for everybody but at least for myself even when we lose it's some of the most fun i've had even when we're tilted for me it's been some of the most fun i've had jason disagrees but jason has high expectations um yeah 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 i just i personality diff i just you know i just can't take it just just i could just lose over and over i guess i don't know that's fair yeah yeah but i will say like when you do you can agree with me on this when you are winning and when you have those big matches like there is like a high that comes after it that's that's pretty different like it hits definitely so yeah i mean i remember campus clutch like the b team booth they went around oh (gasps) the booth experience (laughs) i was like I was like, oh my god, whole room shaking on the other side. Like slamming on the walls and yelling, like standing (laughs) up, like, let's go. I was like, 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 what is happening? That video explains way better than we can. Watch that video. Yeah, that was awesome, though, for sure. So okay and then i think with that we will close out i guess this season of showstopper thank you you guys for taking the time and hopping on with me especially the repeated guest fubi for being here thank you everybody that has made this possible over all the previous episodes i have had an amazing time and i look forward to another great year of valorant but for now this will be it for us we will see you not two weeks from now but a couple months from now. I have been Gabriel Moncow. This is BU Gaming Club's Collegiate Valorant Podcast Showstopper, brought to you by Corsair, and we are signing off for the semester. Have a good day, everybody.
Cover down to just a few players with a bomb down. Falsy finding three, four. Will we see the ace from Falsy this round? 